Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Uh, Grab your Bibles, open with me to Exodus chapter 13. Go on Old Testament. I love hearing the pages of Bibles turning, especially in this age group. There's just nothing better than consuming God's Word. It's the best. So whether you're on a device or you've got a physical Bible, can I just encourage you, God's Word is so important. You've got to build your life on it. Sung that, li- uh, sung that song, build, you know, this is the foundation. Ultimately, the foundation is Jesus and Jesus is the Word. So that's why we've got to build our lives on that foundation, which is Jesus. So in Exodus 13... Um, just to sort of set it up, I mean, if you grew up in church, you would probably understand that Exodus is kind of towards the front of the Bible. And uh, that means that it's early on in the picture. But what, what's happening here is God is establishing with His people some priorities, some principles, some the way things work. He's basically delivering His law to Moses, and Moses was God's ultimate mouthpiece. And what He's doing is He's setting some things up. And so I wanted to read from from verse 13, because I want to speak about one of these specific things that God set up early on with His people. So in uh, chapter 13 and verse 1, it says this, The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whether is the first to open the womb, sorry, whatever is first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast, is mine. Everybody say, mine. mine. So, He's saying here, whatever's first, it's absolutely mine. When you study this language, what you understand is it's, it's emphatic language. There's no ambiguity. There's no like maybe, you know, could sort of be second. It's like so, it's so direct. God is literally saying, it belongs to me. I own it. It's mine. Give it to me, basically. I want it. It's blunt messaging it's blunt language he's just saying it's mine i take first place here this is my property this is my property and it belongs to me see there's an order in creation and god has set certain things apart and one of those is the firstborn so i want to speak tonight about the principle of the first the priority set of god is that okay And I think it's important for us, especially at this age where you guys are 18 to 30, if we can understand this principle, believe me when I tell you, if we can understand this principle at this age and embed it into our lives, into the very fabric of who we are, our lives will completely change and we will never, ever, ever look back. It's so, so good. So going a little bit further, look at verse 12. So God's saying, I'm first place. In verse 12 of the same chapter, He says, You shall set apart to the Lord. All that first opens the womb, you you shall set apart. So you should move it aside. It's mine. It's first. All the firstborn of your animals that are males shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. Now look what happens next. So he says, if every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, a perfect sacrifice, unblemished, a lamb, or if you will not redeem it, listen to this. You shall break its neck. <laughs> it's kind of like, what, what just happened there? 
Things were going so well, you know, we're talking about the first and honoring God, and now we're talking about breaking necks of animals. What? But it says, you must redeem it. You must set it apart to me. It is mine. So what God is saying is, if you don't honor me first with this part of your life, you're going to lose it anyway. You're going to lose it anyway. It'll decay. It'll rot. might not happen straight away. It might sit out in the field for a while. Think about that in the context of your own life. But you're going to lose it anyway. So when we see it from that perspective, when we understand the principle, we can understand that God is first. I've got to put Him first. Because not only do I love Him, I want to honor Him, but what He's saying here is I'm going to lose it all anyway. If I don't honor Him, I'm running the risk of living my life without God's blessing. It's amazing. So what is He saying? He's saying, I'm first. And this is the principle of the first. God is first. He's the priority. He has to be in first place. Everything else comes after God. Everything else comes after Him. If we can get this right in our, in our lives, our lives will begin to change. And the best part is, if we get it right, our lives just get better. You talk to someone who is much, much older than even me, even though I, I can't even believe I'm saying that. I used to be young. I'm 36. But you talk to someone who's way older than me, someone who's been putting God first in their life, season after season after season after season after good season after bad season, they just keep putting God first. Their lives get better. So not only do they get the blessing of God in the beginning, but it's almost like if you look at it on a chart, it just gets better and better and better. So what if we lived our lives from this age, putting God first, what could God do? He is the first. I just wanted to kind of give you this thought tonight. And I love it if you could write it down because this is worth going in your journal. When God is first in my life, everything else is going to work out just fine. And here's the truth. Even if we don't prioritize God in our lives, He still has priority. He still has priority. Even if we don't make God first in our lives, He still is first. So this is the, this is the thing that comes with the revelation, I believe, of this principle. When you get it, you realize, yeah, I can choose not to put God first in the area, my relationship, my finances, my, my, my time, whatever it may be. But the reality is I can choose not to put Him first, but He's still first. He's still first. So we're pre I'm preaching on priorities and God's principle of priority today. It's this, God is first. There's no change in it. There's nothing we can do about it. We can choose to order our lives according to the way God has set it up, or we can just do whatever we want. But the reality is He is first. So when God is first in my life, everything else is going to work out just fine. You know, this is a principle that runs all through Scripture. All through Scripture, from the very beginning to the very end. It keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And it's simply this, God's first. So if I can reorder my life or get my life in the right order from the beginning, my life's going to end up pretty, pretty great. I'll show you a New Testament scripture, Matthew 6 and verse 33. A lot of you would know this passage if you grew up in church. But I'd love for you to consider what this means for you. It's in uh, verse 33. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. But see the first words, but seek first. Yeah. Seek first. It's the principle of the first. 
And Jesus is teaching it. So we see it in Exodus. Moses is teaching it. Now Jesus is showing it. The Son of God is still saying, this is a principle for your life. See, a lot of people think when it comes to putting God first in, say, an area of your finance, a lot of people say that's Old Testament. They'll say, that's, that's old world, man. It's like you go to an old church. It's not the way it is anymore. It actually is the way it is. Because it's a principle that runs through Scripture, Old Testament and New Testament. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So put God first and all these things will be added to you. If God goes first, then the rest will be added. There won't be a level of subtraction and then adding some more. Hopefully it comes back to break even. It's not nothing like that. It's just put God first and then things just get added. What's the stuff that gets added? All the stuff we want. All the things we feel like we want. And I love other parts of Scripture say that God adds things into our lives and He adds no trouble to it. No strife, other translations say. He gives you no strife. So you think about it, you put God first, but you want something else. Your heart's desire is to have this or to build a business or, you know, Mackenzie wants to buy a boat. It's a desire she has, but she put, put God first. He adds it with no trouble. So it's blessed. Are you getting the picture? It's blessed. All of these things can't take priority over God. So essentially, the best redeems the rest. The best redeems the rest. Let's go back to Exodus. Let's think about it. You're on the farm. Jimmy's on the farm. We're on the farm and there's animals and there's new flock coming in and there's new animals being born. You don't know. You don't know what's coming after the first. You have to trust God that there's more coming down, down the path. You have to trust God that there's going to be more animals coming into. Your, there's, you've got to trust God for the increase. But you've still got to put God first. I love this application because I believe it's for our whole lives the first portion the sacred portion the first part the unblemished part is what redeems the rest you know we talk about it all the time in our finances that's usually where it comes up that's usually where people get hung up on it there's a direct application to your finances your increase what you have what's coming in what's what's and i just would love it if you could understand if you could get a revelation of tithing putting God first in your finances, even at this stage of life, you may not even earn much money at all. But if you begin to put this application uh, into your life, this principle goes into work in your life now and starts to be ingrained in everything you do, your life will be so blessed. Your finances will be so blessed. It'll start to work its way out into your relationships. It'll start working your way, its way into your career. It'll start working your, its way into your families. And all of a sudden, it's just like, man, I just put God first, but look at what He's doing. I would never live any other way. It's beautiful. In Malachi 3, talks about specifically not returning the first or not bringing the first back to God and sacrificing and, and giving it back to Him. But what it says in that passage, and you can read it later, is it talks about moving what you have, your increase, your stuff, your, your bank account, whatever it looks like, it comes from out underneath the curse and is blessed by God. Because what have we done? We've taken the best the first portion, and it's become redeemed because it's the first portion. Does that make sense? It's emphatic language. I love it. It is mine. But what about your own life generally? You think about this. The first part is what redeems the rest. The first part of your life 
given to God, prioritized for God, the principle of the first working in your life, what if you applied that to all of your life? What would happen then? What if you started giving the best part of your life to God? What if you started giving the redemption, the redemptive portion of your life to God? Think about your time. Maybe getting up early to go down to the beach to pray. God getting the best part of your time. What, about, what would that redemptive portion do to the rest of your time? Think about it that way. What if God got the best part of your time? Maybe it was the first 30 minutes or first hour of your day. He got the very best, the sweetest portion, the most unblemished part of you in the morning. How cool would that be? What would that do to the rest? See, I don't know about you, but my natural inclination is just to roll out of bed at the very last minute. <laughs> roll out of bed and just hope to God maybe the truck is running when I run outside. It's already turned on and I can just go. But what if I decided to put God first with my time? What if I decided to get up that little bit earlier and give Him the first 45 minutes of my day and just say, Lord, You have all of my attention. You have the best of me right now. I'm giving that to You. I'm giving the best part of that to me. So well, that, that's your time. But what about your relationships? It's another area of your life. What if you gave the best part of your relationship right off the top? You said, I'm just going to honor God with my relationships. You meet someone, maybe you're single in here and you haven't mingled yet. <laughs> but what if you said when you did meet that person, you're like, you know what, straight from the top, I'm going to honor God. He's going to get the best part of this relationship. Because what I want to see happen is I want God to get the very best of this relationship so He can redeem the rest of this relationship. So the things that come into my life that come from the outside are going to be blessed because the center of my relationship I've given to God. It's His. He has it. What would our lives look like if God got the best of our lives? Well, the answer is simple. What would it begin to look like? It'd begin to look blessed. It'd be, it would begin to look blessed. See, a lot of people would say, oh, what are you, the, neg, the, the, the naysayers would be, what are you trying to get at here? What's the point of doing all that? The point is to position yourself for blessing. The point is to position your life to be blessed based on this principle, based on Scripture. It flows all through Scripture. We get the opportunity every single day because God is such a gentleman, has given us a free will. We get the opportunity to wake up every single day and say, am I going to be blessed today or am I not going to be blessed today? Am I going to position my life so I get God's blessing or am I going to position myself so I don't? When it comes to relationships, when it comes to friendships, when it comes to time, when it comes to the way we interact with people, does God get the best or does He get the rest? Because if He gets the best, the best will redeem the rest. Amen? So I want to give you three points real quick. Is that okay? First is this. Your priorities will reveal what really matters in your life. If you've prioritized God, if He is number one, if this principle of the first, the priority set that God has given us, if your priorities will ultimately reveal what really matters to you in your life. That inner conviction that sits on the inside of you, that no matter what your choices, that the choices are that are available, my priority is my pursuit of God and that's what matters to me. Your priorities will reveal what really matters in your life. Number two, your priorities will tell the world what really matters for your life. 
So if we have priorities in life, and this I love this series, Pursue, which started last week with Chris talking about uh, the woman that tracked Jesus down, pursuing. But if our priorities are in the right place, according to the way God's given us, our priorities will tell the very world that surrounds us what matters for us. So what God has taken as a principle for you, listen to me, friends, what God has taken for, as a principle for your life individually will all of a sudden begin to impact other people as well. The very thing that was one-dimensional for you, your life, your life, your life, your life, it's between you and God, you and God, I've got to get this right, I've got to get my priorities right. All of a sudden we get it and it impacts people around us. How awesome is God? The way He, walks, he works like that, He multiplies, He changes the game. He doesn't think the way we think. So we get it, but then it becomes revelation for other people. Your priorities will tell the world what matters for you. Your priorities speak loud to your world. Everybody say loud. loud. I love that. Your priorities, they speak loud to the world around you. Your students, they, that, that sit near you in class and hear about what you do outside of class. People that work with you in the job that you're in, the company. I love that whole scenario. I love talking to people who have just got a new job. I love it, especially people that are on fire for Jesus Christians. It's just like, this is like movie type stuff. Like this is Netflix type stuff. It's like, hey, so how's the new job going? It's like, it's, it's, it's interesting, bro. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just know what's coming. It's so good. It's just like, well, there's not very many Christians in there. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, man. I was like, that's the point. That's the reason you're there, bro. Why would God send you into a light place? Why would he send you into a place that's all lit up, full of Christians that are on fire for Jesus and no one needs to get saved? He doesn't need you over there. He needs you in the dark place. And I love the way the conversation goes because it always ends up like this. Oh, there's this like push and pull moment. People are trying to see where I'm at. People are trying to see what my priorities are. People are trying to see what I'm actually putting first in my life. What the first words are that come out of my mouth. What, what are the first things I do with my spare time? And it's amazing. I love that situation because if we just hold firm to the principle that God's given us, which is the principle of putting God first, we begin to see this impact happen. People are like, man, what's up with that guy? He doesn't want to come out and drink with us or he doesn't want to come out and party with us. He keeps talking about wanting to go to exchange. What's with that? Maybe I need to go check this thing out with him. And then that person encounters the almighty God and it goes on and on and on. Your priorities will tell the world. And the world gets to know your priorities. The world around you, they get to know what your priorities are. And we believe in our church that following Jesus is just too good. The questions will come. The, we the questions are coming your way. So get ready to answer them. Get with Pastor Chris. Get with Pastor Mal. Go to Essentials class once a month. Get to know your faith. Know exactly what you're going to say because those questions, friends, they will come. And the ultimately, at the end of the day, what you've got, you're backstopped with your testimony. You're backstopped right there with your testimony. You, you can get every theological question in the world, but no one's ever going to take away what God's done in your own life. No one can ever say, well, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. Your testimony has incredible power. Always know that don't be afraid of a heavy conversation when it comes to God. Because God's done something in your heart and in your life, and you have a revelation of who He is for you. Number three. So number one was your priorities re reveal what really matters in your life. Number two, your priorities will tell the world what matters for your life. 
Number three, your priorities will determine your future, i.e. your life. (laughs) Your priorities will determine your future. What you prioritise in life will be what you gravitate towards. It sounds simple. It sounds practical. I'm a simple, practical guy. In our church, I want practical, inspiring messages from God's Word. And if you want more than that, if you want to go deep into theology, then you can go deep into theology on your own time. (laughs) we got people to reach. But what you prioritize in your life will be what you gravitate towards. God, family, friends, seeing other people reach for Jesus. Can I encourage you, if you don't have a heart for that yet, can you just begin to pray? Can you just begin to pray? If you're part of our church, you're going to get caught up in that exhaust anyway because that's what we believe in. We believe in reaching people with the message of Jesus. We believe that, you know, what's the point of having church if you're not going to do an altar call? What's the point of inviting people to Jesus if the pastor's not going to get up there and say, hey, do you want to be in a relationship with Jesus? Raise your hand right now. That's just what we believe. So if you don't have a heart to see other people, if you don't have a heart for souls, the Bible tells us that he who wins souls is wise. And if you study that passage in Proverbs, it's actually talking about God, that God's the ultimate soul winner. But we just do our part. We can do our part and we can see souls one to Jesus. So I would love it. If you don't have a passion for souls, can I just encourage you to get one? Because it'll change your life. So Pastor Chris is in this series called Pursuit. What are you pursuing? What are you pursuing in your life? What are your priorities in life? I feel like this is a foundational message for any Christian. I feel like this is a foundational message in our church, but especially in exchange. Because I believe with all my heart that if we can get this right, if we can catch this at this part of our lives, where really the great exchange happens. That's why we called it exchange. I don't know if you guys know that. There's a passage, I think it's in 2 Corinthians, it talks about the great exchange. And that's what often happens with young adults. God just gets us at this intersection of our lives before we move on and go and do other things and start families and go into other decisions. But He grabs us to that point. I was saved at 19. That was when I got saved. That's when I got turned on to the things of God and I encountered grace. But I had to figure out in that season, what are my priorities? What am I going to choose to do? I wonder what your priorities are. I wonder if there needs to be a reorganization of priorities in your life. I wonder if there needs to be a a sense of, you know what, I'm not giving God the best portion of my life. If I look at it, the best portion of my life is going to the parties. The best portion of my life is going to spending money at the bar or spending money at somewhere else. He's not getting the best. Or maybe it's got to do with your time and your relationships. Maybe you're pursuing a relationship that if you're honest with yourself, God's not getting the best there. What if you decided tonight, God's getting the best? No matter what happens, no matter what the outcome is, no matter what that person says to me, if, I don't, if, if, if that doesn't rub well with them and they, they decide they want to move on, no matter what, Lord, I will give you the best. Because I know if I give you the best, you're going to do so much more with the rest. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.